the blood of Jesus. This is all my righteousness, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Jesus who died upon a cross and rose again to save the lost. Forgive me now of all my sin, can beat my say, the Lord and friend. Change my life and make it new and help me, Lord, to live for you. Change my life and make it new, and help me, Lord, to live for you. Jesus, who died upon a cross and rose again to save the lost, Forking me now of all my sin, compete my say, the Lord and friend. Change my life and make it new, and help me, Lord, to live for you. Change my life and make it new, and help me, Lord, to live for you. Change my life and make it new. Help me, Lord, to live for you. Change my life and make it new. Won't you make it new? And help me, Lord, to live, to live for you. When I come to the end of a long, long road, shadows will flee away, and I'll stand in the light of the glorious God where dwelleth the eternal day. When I come to the end, the end of the road, to the land of eternity. 
come to the end of life's long road, the face of my Lord I'll see. Looking back o'er the years that were hard and drear, the hand of the Christ I'll see. And my heart will go forth with a song of praise because of his love for me. When I come to the end, the end of the road, to the land of eternity, when I come to the end of life's long road, the face of my Lord I'll see. When I come to the end of the long, long road, the trials will all be past, and I'll look on the face of my dearest friend, safe home in his heaven at last. Then I'll come to the end, the end of the road, to the land of eternity. When I come to the end of life's long road, the face of get two or three songs. Maybe maybe this week coming we might get some of that. We thank the Lord for the song service and we thank God for His blessings. In the time of our prayer service, we've already had a great, a great afternoon, a great evening. We pray God will continue to bless us in the service in which we are now entering. It's a very special time. For God's people, I pray that you understand uh, just how special it is to be a member of one of God's true churches, getting ready to go into a time of refreshing, and you have to know that that can always be a special time in any church family that's looking forward to the time of refreshing, revival, and uh, what the Lord has for us. I'd ask you to go ahead and turn your Bibles to one of the most famous revival texts I've ever heard, I reckon. You all know exactly where to go. 2 Chronicles 7 and verse 14 and 15. Now I want you to pay very close attention to this tonight. I realize that uh, I believe I've got one outline written down here in my, in my margins of my Bible. It talks about the five points to revival. And I've got these all laid out here. But I want to speak tonight on another message that I feel that God has truly opened up unto us and praying God will bless His Word tonight. In Second Chronicles 7 and verse 14, the Bible says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, 
and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. You see, right here is the key. The main key to a successful time of refreshing, a time of revival. It says, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be opened and my ears attempt unto the prayer that is made in this place. There is a key to revival. You know, I've heard many, many people say many different things about how to achieve revival, how to come to a place of refreshing, but very seldom do you hear the very, the very clause that says this is the way. And God's Word is plain to each and every one of us that are gathered here tonight. It's asking the question tonight from this pastor to you and from you to me, do we really want revival? Is revival in your heart? Are we seeking a true, heaven-sent, God-honoring time of refreshing for the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church? If my people, the key is found in this verse of Scripture. If my people will humble themselves. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. These are the five points that bring about real salvation. And it says, if we're willing to do these things, he says, then will I hear from heaven. Folks, I want you to know tonight that it is my solemn duty as a pastor to bring forth unto you the key to revival. And God's word is open to each and every one of us tonight, and it's very plain for all of us who are at the age where we can read and write and understand the phrases and sentences, we can surely see how we can be blessed. And when God will bless His people. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow before Your throne this evening, Father, we do so with very thankful hearts. Dear God, I thank you tonight for your goodness and your greatness, your graciousness. I thank you, dear God, for saving my soul and for the souls of this thy people. Lord, tonight we rejoice in the fact that we can be drawn closer to you. You give us every opportunity in this one verse of Scripture to achieve a true heaven-sent revival. Lord, I pray that you will open up our minds tonight and our hearts. I pray they will be touched. We as a people, truly, dear God, I pray that this revival opens up tonight. That we as your children shall be magnifying thy holy and righteous name. Father, tonight you've already read every heart and every mind that's in this house. 
You know whether the spirit has been humbled or not. Lord, I pray that you will open us up. Reveal unto us tonight the hidden danger that lies within our own bosom. The danger that could destroy a church, a family, and all therein. Lord, I pray that you'll cause us to be wise tonight. Reveal unto us the joys of our salvation. We'll not forget to give you all the praise and honor and glory. For it's in Jesus Christ's name, his sake that I pray. Amen. Tonight, before I go any further, I I failed to mention this earlier, and I want to mention this. I want you to be much in prayer for Brother and Sister Wayne Bowling. I want you to pray God's blessing upon that dear couple. You know they've gone through a lot down through the years. Her facing cancer and many other things that they've gone through. He just resigned his church. I believe it was last Sunday was his last service. They went back to Peoria. I want you to pray God will bless them. In their latter years, they've always been a blessing to us. Uh, when they would be passing through, they would always stop at the house. And we'd, we'd either stop there or they'd meet us in Grayson for just a time of refreshing. And Brother Wayne Bowling has always been a, a great dear friend to me. I know he has to some of you, Brother Jamie and some others. Uh, I know he speaks of you often. Every time, every time that we have an opportunity to speak, he asks about you. And I uh, tell him, you're doing great, and that mandolin's being burned up. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, old brother Bowling and sister Bowling are dear, dear friends. I want you to pray for them. Pray God would give them direction in their new life in which they're going upon. And may God truly be with them. Now, to us tonight, revival. Real revival brings a threefold victory. Emmanuel, within this famous revival text, we can come to an understanding of what real revival actually looks like. First of all tonight, and you bear with me, I will not be long tonight. I do pray God will just bless His Word though. But tonight we see, first of all, victory over self and over sin. In verse 14, the first part of that verse of our text Bible says, if my people which are called by my name shall do what? Humble themselves. You know, this is the thing right here that a lot of people are not willing to do anymore. Humility is not found in very many, very many uh, of the attributes of God's people. One of them that is lacking today, I feel, is the humble spirit. You know, it takes a humble spirit to recognize the fact that we have sinned. That we have come short of the glory of God. Nobody wants to admit that, but it truly, all of us, from this pastor right on out the door, every one of us have come short of the glory of God many times in our lives. But are we willing to recognize it? Are we willing to ask God to forgive us? Are we willing to humble ourselves and say, I was wrong? You know, it takes a humble spirit to admit and acknowledge sin in one's life. In Romans in chapter 6, I want to go over here for just a moment. In Romans in chapter 6, I want you to look at something that, that I, want, I want each and every one of us that are saved by God's amazing grace, members of this body, to recognize and realize. 
Romans in chapter 6, the Bible states in verse 11, Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies. Now, this is where I come to a, a disagreement with a lot of uh, a lot of the holiness brethren. They they believe that 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 the one that is saved by God's amazing grace is absolutely perfect in every sense of the word. There are those today that preach and teach that once they are saved, they never have a problem with sin any longer. Folks, I want you to know something. That's a lie. Every one of us that are saved by God's amazing grace, as Paul spoke, says we have to fight the old man every day of our lives. And we have problems with him. There's a new struggle now. But I'm going to tell you something. One of those, one of those powers in your life is going to win. There are no ties. One of those powers are going to win. You know which one it's going to be? The one that you feed the most. The one that you cater to the most is the one that's going to win every time in your life. The Bible says we're not to be dominated by sin any longer. Verse 12 says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield you your, your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. Verse 16, the Bible says this, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you, that doctrine being the gospel message, being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. This is what the grace of God can do for us. It can cause us to reflect and consider our own sins and transgressions. Not necessarily everybody else's. You see, what really makes a difference in one's life is when we recognize the sin that's in our lives. You see, that's what makes a difference. It's easy to pick up on the sin of others, isn't it? You know, I hear it all the time. Did you hear what this one done? Did you see what that one has committed? Did you do, did, did all these things? Listen, I want you to know something. The greatest thing that I have a problem with is watching myself. I don't need to be watching everybody else and their sin. I need to be accountable for my own sin. I need to be accountable for my own shortcomings. And you know what it takes to do that? It takes the spirit of humility. To realize, yes, I am wrong and I need to plead forgiveness for that sin. So the first thing I want us to realize is that we can have victory over 
self and of sin. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and do what? Turn from their wicked ways. You know, oftentimes I hear people, well, preacher, I'm not wicked. You know, well, as far as you're gauging against somebody else, you may not be wicked. But when we gauge ourselves against the holy God of heaven, we come up way short. We come up short enough to say, I am wicked. I'm a man of unclean lips. And I'm amongst the people with unclean lips. Folks, that's when it comes right down to the brass facts of the matter. Listen, we need to admit that we've been wrong. That's the only time God's going to bless you with the Spirit of forgiveness. Now secondly, we can receive victory over the devil. Second Chronicles 7.14 again, the, the, in the middle part of that, again it says that we are to seek His face and turn from our wicked ways. You know in 1 John chapter 4, you know I hear people say, well the devil made me do it. Well that may be so, but I want you to know something. There is power over the devil if you're saved by God's amazing grace. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4, the Bible spells it out for us very plain. You want to have victory over the devil tonight? You know, in the book of James, it tells us also to, to flee him and he'll, and he'll flee from us. Now listen to what it says here. Verse 4 says, You are God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The Bible goes on to say in verse 5, They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. And he that knoweth God heareth us, and he that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Folks, I'll tell you tonight, you know these men that are going to be coming this week are going to have six messages Every message is going to be, no doubt, geared toward revival. The only way we're going to be revived is if we hear that word and do the word. It's the only time God's going to bless you. You want to see revival come to this body? You want to see a, a, new, a new string of, uh, of attitudes be brought forth? Listen, we've got to overpower the wicked one in our lives. You know, right now, right now, listen, the problem in many churches tonight is that the devil is having his way in way too many lives of Christians. The reason why you have church splits, the reason why you have church fights, the reason why you have one side against the other, the front side against the back side, the back side against the front side is because we've allowed Satan to get a foot in. When he gets a foothold... You can mark her down, there's going to be trouble within the body. Because you know what Satan begins to do? He begins to tell you, did you, see what, did you hear what they said about you? Did you see the way that they looked at you? Did you see that cross-eyed look that they gave you? Listen, that's the devil doing that, folks. The devil's always pointing out those things to Christians about other Christians in, in the lives of the church. He's always pointing out the problems and He's causing us to be aware of them way too often and way too much. We began to be obsessed 
We get obsessed with other people's sin. We forget our own. That's when Satan has the victory over us. Folks, again, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We have the very ability to overcome Satan with he who lives within us. In 1 John 2 and verse 14, notice what it says here. I have written unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you young men because you are strong and the word of God abideth in you and ye have overcome the wicked one. You know, I look at our young men tonight. I am blessed beyond measure. As I walk in every Sunday night into our prayer room, we are running somewhere between 11 and 13 men. You know, a lot of those men are young men. Men who are high school age and college age. You know what? They're in there praying for this church. They're in there praying that God will bless this church with revival. They're praying for the brotherhood of this body. They're praying that God would be gracious and would heal and would take care of those who are in need tonight. You will receive an opportunity this week to defeat Satan. Are you going to do it? Will you take advantage of the revival meeting? You know, we as a church family certainly can overcome the darkness simply by having the light to influence us to such a degree that Satan will have to flee from this house of worship and leave the child of God alone. You're going to have that opportunity this week. An opportunity to be revived. An opportunity to be drawn closer unto the Father. Are you going to take advantage of it? Now thirdly tonight, I want you to look at this. We can, through this revival meeting, finally achieve victory over the world outside. Back in our text in 2 Chronicles 7 and verse 14, I want you to turn back there again and I want you to look at this. And again, we're going to read this whole portion of Scripture. But I'm mainly looking at this. And will forgive their sin and will heal their land. This verse of Scripture says If my people, those that are saved by God's amazing grace, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. You know, you go over to Daniel in chapter 9 for just a moment. I want you to look at this, Daniel in chapter 9. The Bible states in verse 4 down through verse 8, something that I want you to get a hold of. He says, And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession. You know what? It takes humbleness, does it not? Does it not take humbleness and humility to admit I am wrong? Daniel, as he prays here for not only for his people, but he prays for himself as well. He says, And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments, we have sinned. You want to be revived tonight? That needs to come to each and every one of our hearts. 
Have we not sinned? Is there not something in your mind right now that God and His Holy Spirit has already brought to your attention? We have sinned. Daniel was stating this very same thing. He says, we have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even my departing from my, thy precepts and from thy judgments. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets, which spake in thy name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongeth unto thee. But unto us confusion of faces as at this day. To the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and unto the Israel that, that are near and that are far off through all the countries, whether, they, whether thou hast driven them because of their trespasses, that they have trespassed against thee. O Lord, to us belongeth confusion of face to our kings, to our princes, and to our fathers, because we have sinned against Thee. You know what? That takes a great deal of humility to admit, I've sinned. I've sinned. Has your sin caused the grief of a less than spiritual field service you know a lot of times the only thing that has really changed in a lot of services is not the preacher it's not the, it's not the message but most of the times when we walk out of this house and we say I never got a thing out of that maybe it's because our own hearts were not where they needed to be maybe it's because we have forgot to do what Daniel did. Pray and admit, Father, I have sinned. You know, I heard it said again the other night. The reason why people don't come in and leave the house of God being blessed is because they don't come in looking for their blessing with their hands out. You mark her down. Even the greatest orator, even the greatest speaker that you have ever heard, the blessing's not in him. The blessing is in the Word. Do you come ready to hear the Word? Folks, we're going to be going through a great deal of services here. Counting today and counting next Sunday, there will be ten services. Are we ready to be fulfilled? The world today wants you. And this is the very opportunity that we can have to overcome the world outside. We all understand this. The world does not make provision for God. The world does not make provision for His churches and for the things of God. This is why you see so many conflicts with our children on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, times when we have gathered to worship, the world wants them. Believe me, the world wants them out there. I left the house of God this morning and drove to Grayson, and already they were playing soccer on the fields up here by England Pond. 
You know what? In order for them to get there, they couldn't have been in church this morning. You see what I'm saying? The world wants them. And far too many people are turning their children over to the world. Listen, you want to know why problems exist in the family? It's because too many have forgot the Word of God. Too many have forgot the house of God. And too many have allowed the world to steal their children. This is also the reason we schedule events when we know that it will interfere with the worship of Almighty God. We've allowed the pleasure and allurements of the world to gain victory over our lives. But what does God's Word say? God's Word says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All these things shall be added unto thee. You want to see your family blessed? You want to see this church blessed with revival this week? Put God first this week. Now I know that revival is a, is a time that is extra as far as many people look at the, the church services. It's not a Sunday night, Wednesday night, or Sunday morning, so everything else is just when I get a chance to, I'll do it. But you know what? Never a person that's ever said that and followed through with that has ever been blessed the way the people of God are blessed when they're in the house of God. Victory comes when we finally get Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added. Now listen, I understand. I know that there's times when people have to work. That's not what I'm talking about. So don't walk out of this church house saying he's, a, he's against us working when, whenever we're supposed to work. No, that's not the case. I remember a day when I had to work Sundays, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights. I was blessed though. I had, a, I had an employer who would allow me to come and preach here on Sunday night. My job started at 7 o'clock. As long as I was on the job by 9.30, he was okay with it. And he let me do that the whole first two years of my ministry here, my first two years. I was blessed. I had a good employer. I had a good project manager who always, when I was called to pastor, he was always there and he'd say, Listen, if your church needs you, you go. He said, Just make sure your job's covered. He says, make sure that everything's all right. Come and let me know and take off. I'll never forget the first time I'd done that. I came when, when, uh, Brennan, was, when Brennan was born. That's when it was. And uh, I went to the hospital. I was, wearing all, I was wearing my old FRCs, and I had a hard hat and radios and telephones on. And I walked in, and there was Jamie and his wife, Sarah, and their new little baby. I've been blessed. I know that not everybody has that opportunity. But this is what I'm going to say. If at all possible, you be in the house of God when we're having services, and God will bless your heart. God will bless you. Listen, you put God first. You want to see revival come to this church family? We all need to put God first. We need to do what is right. That is, we need to humble ourselves, first of all, and ask God to forgive us. We need to seek His face. And I promise you, on the authority of God's Word, when we do that, He says, Then will I hear from heaven 
And I will heal their land. You know what that means? That means all of our issues that we have to deal with down there. You got lost children. You got lost grandchildren. Listen, it may be so that God is waiting on you to get right with Him. It may be so that God is waiting on you to be in the place where He can bless you. Because He does not bless unrighteousness. He only blesses those of righteous, of righteous hearts. May God help us to be that way this week. May the Lord bless this church with a great revival. Folks, I'm looking forward to this week. I pray that you are. Make every effort. Make every effort to bring God glory throughout this week. Let's all stand.